The following broadcast is a production of the Ministries of Marcus A. Kyler. We pray this message is both inspirational and transformational. For more information about Marcus, please visit MarcusAKyler.com. For more information about the communications consulting services he can provide for your ministry or nonprofit organization, please visit YourDigitalPastor.co. Thank you for listening and be blessed. Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Uh. Yeah. Look, I've had it all uh. and I've lost it all. Yeah. I've been at the mountaintop and I've been in the valley. But through it all, what I've come yeah. to realize more than anything is uh. that this church communications thing, this uh-huh. is my passion. And I'm here to use my passion to help you tell the greatest story that's ever been told, the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. I get it. You need a friend, a shepherd, to guide you through this ever-changing digital ministry landscape while delivering a dose of encouragement along the way. Well, I'm that guy. I'm your man, Marcus, and I am your digital pastor. Our scripture for the week is coming from Isaiah chapter 61 and the gospel according to Luke chapter number 4 verses 16 through 21. So Isaiah chapter 61. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And this is coming from the New Revised Standard Version. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called oaks of righteousness the planting of the Lord to display his glory they shall build up the ancient ruins they shall raise up the former devastations they shall repair the ruined cities the devastations of many generations and actually we're going to skip a few verses here and down to verse 8 for I the Lord love justice I hate robbery and wrongdoing I will faithfully give them their recompense and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. And actually, we'll stop right there. We'll stop at verse 8 and then we'll go to Luke chapter 4, verses 16 through 21. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, 
to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And so I just wanted to read these uh, verses of scripture. uh, And and I'm going to keep this very short. uh, Just to remind all of us. uh, Because I know this is a debate that happens uh, on Twitter. Uh, especially, it's a, it's a debate that that happens on Facebook. It's a it's a debate that happens um, in uh, meeting places everywhere, uh, digital and <laughs> online and offline. This is a debate that happens uh, all the time uh, within the body of Christ. Whether or not uh, there is such thing as uh, social justice in the body of Christ. There's so many people who believe that. Um, that that uh, social justice is uh, not b- biblical, and, and and people have claimed as such, and and it's unfortunate because uh, I believe that scripture, uh, specifically the scripture that I read for your hearing, is uh, proof positive that it most definitely is scriptural. It is most definitely biblical to be. Uh, one who was concerned about social justice uh, because Jesus was concerned about social justice because his ministry was about uh, social justice and um, this this devotional time on this podcast is uh, not meant to um, be political in any way and it is not meant to uh, to, to, to arouse any kind of uh, political sentiments or uh, or anything like that but I uh, just want to remind us that Uh, Before we uh, talk about what isn't, we uh, have to look at uh, the gospel. Uh, The the, the gospel is a social gospel. In fact, we shouldn't even call it the the social gospel or the social justice gospel because the social justice gospel is uh, the gospel. And uh, these words that, that Jesus quoted from uh, from the prophet Isaiah, these were the words that he quoted. This was the scripture that he quoted to start his ministry. And it is these words that Jesus quotes from the prophet Isaiah that really set a tone for what his ministry was going to be about and who it was going to be about. Uh, the life of Jesus, the ministry of Jesus uh, was and is for everybody but everybody didn't uh, recognize it. Everybody didn't appreciate it. And uh, the ones who actually did recognize and appreciate it the most were uh, the ones who needed it the most. The ones who needed uh, God's grace and mercy the most. Uh, the, 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 the people that the religious establishment um, did not want to uh, associate themselves with at all. The people uh, for whom if you got involved with them, uh, you got yourself uh, a, a little messy. You got your collar a little dirty. You got, you got your fingers and your hands a little uh, dirty. But those were the people that uh, Jesus uh, gravitated toward or, or or maybe the other way around or maybe a little bit of both, uh, because those were people who who needed him. And those were people who, who could appreciate uh, the most uh, the love that he had uh, for them because they needed it so much because uh, the world uh, would tell them uh, that they weren't good enough. And it, it was in this vein that you could definitely uh, see that Jesus was all about 
social justice. And I just don't know how we can read our Bibles and say that social justice is not biblical. And we're not supposed to live this faith. We're not supposed to walk out our faith in some kind of a bubble, in some kind of a vacuum. We we don't just read these words. And these aren't just words that we're supposed to read and feel good about. These are words that we're supposed to emulate. Jesus gave us the blueprint for for living he gave us the blueprint uh, for, for how we are supposed to uh, engage uh, and, and how we are supposed to uh, impact lives. If the gospel doesn't uh, impact people's lives and the people who need it, the people who who uh, who, who might have uh, needs uh, that are inconvenient, if the gospel doesn't impact them, then, then what good is the gospel for real? What good is the gospel for real if uh, it just makes us feel a little bit? feel good uh you know for a little while for an hour uh once out of every week one hour out out of the 168 i mean what good is that and so uh the 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 public ministry of jesus was all about social justice and because of that um uh, we 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 cannot claim to uh to 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 follow a gospel uh that is not a social justice gospel and so i just want to remind everybody that and and hopefully uh that is something that you'll remember when you uh engage uh with people about uh when when people start talking about social justice and uh and if that is you uh then you know maybe just maybe i'll just give you something to uh to think about think about the life of jesus uh, just for a little while, just reflect on the life of Jesus and, and, and maybe uh, remember that uh, Jesus was all about social justice. Y'all know me. I'm always playing, tinkering around with stuff. Y'all know I love my tools, my digital tools. Well, here's the tool of the week. Okay, so for the tool of the week, I want to connect a few different things here. I want to talk about an app, a prayer ritual, and then the Gary V audio experience podcast. And I want to connect all three of these together. So uh, the, the Gary V audio experience, it's it's definitely a podcast that I've been listening to for a long time. Um, I've been uh, following uh, Gary V and, and, and listening to all his content uh, since uh, 2012, uh, maybe even 2011 or, or, or no, 2012, definitely 2012. So been listening to his content uh, on a regular basis, watching uh, all of his YouTube content on a regular basis for the last seven years. And uh, it's definitely been um, a, a, a blessing and an inspiration to my life on a lot of different levels. But uh, on this particular episode, episode of the podcast it, it was the uh tuesday october uh 22nd uh episode of the podcast and it comes out every single day and and, and really i love what he does with uh, his content because uh anytime that he goes on to uh, someone else's podcast or or anytime he does a keynote speech or anytime that he uh you know has a business meeting uh, that doesn't have to be private uh anytime that uh, he does his um his uh, daily digital deep dive and and and, and I, I think he calls it something different now but it's the four d's where uh, he's meeting with it's basically a one day uh, ten thousand uh, dollar mastermind with 
with uh, small business owners who uh, who are who pay to uh, pick his brain and in, in, in the brain of uh, his team for a day and, and, and he gives them strategies and things like that when he records any of those uh you know any of those group sessions and everything like that any piece of content that he does uh for himself or for somebody else it ends up being an episode of the podcast and i really love that uh, on a lot of different levels and and that's something we'll talk about more on the podcast um as, as time goes on but um but on this particular episode of the podcast again that's tuesday october 22nd um the, the 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 title of it was um businesses should review film on monday like the nfl and uh, I, I forgot who uh, who was podcast he was on. Um, I, I, I can't remember it right now, but uh, it, it, I, I believe he was uh, was talking to uh, an NFL kicker. Amen, Jada. I believe he was talking to uh, an, an NFL kicker and, uh, and and someone else, and uh, just talking about how. Um, you know, when, when you, uh, when you have to go through or when you are accountable, um, okay. Okay. Uh, when, when you, uh, have to face the accountability of, uh, having to go to a film room session, uh, after you know that you've messed up something, uh, it, it just uh, it humbles you in, in, in a very profound way. Uh, uh, th- this particular player that uh, that that Gary V was talking to uh, on his podcast uh, was talking about how uh, as a football player, and I know I played I played a little bit of high school ball, so I, I know a little bit about this. Uh, you know, definitely not to the level of uh, uh, of anything uh, very serious, but. Um, but uh, definitely left my time playing, and, and and I definitely felt him when he said this. Uh, he he was saying, you know, when you mess up in a game, uh, and, and you know you mess up real bad, it's in the back of your mind, uh, you know that you're gonna get ripped a good one in a film session <laughs> uh, on Monday, and and just knowing that it humbles you uh, at that moment, and it, it makes you want to do better. Uh, <laughs> so that you don't, uh, f- you know, face double the criticism uh, in, in, in film day just a few days later. And so uh, Gary V took that concept. And, and this is really a really, really important uh, couple minutes uh, on the podcast uh, from uh, the 34, 35 the 34th minute and 35 seconds to uh, 3630. And if you listen to uh, those couple minutes, it's so important. So important. There's just a lot of profundity in those two minutes, in particular in the podcast. And he says, I wish everybody on Monday morning could watch film of their week like football players do. That's the accountability that football players have that no one else has. And and, 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 and he was talking about this because he was just saying, like, you know, in business, you know, if we were to. Uh, have to review review film on Monday, and 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 review everything that happened last week, and and, and review when, you know, when we messed up, or or, or, or review when uh, we weren't doing what we were supposed to be doing, uh, re- review when we were off task, or 
uh, review when we were not supposed we were not so nice to one of our coworkers or uh, we were not so nice to um to to one of our customers we didn't necessarily uh talk to them the way that we should have when when we had to go and watch film on ourselves and you know and watch the ways in which we do and do not perform uh that's something that would uh, not only humble us but it would uh it, it it would uh you know prayerfully um if not shame us, at least motivate us to, uh, to to do better, and 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 I and I think that that's a a very true statement. It was such a it, it was such a a, a profound uh, statement, and I think it's something that if we if we were to think about that concept, then um, then we would definitely uh, we would definitely do better, um, not just uh, as professionals, but just in in every area of our lives. If we uh, if we took that concept to heart and and really began to improve on the things that um, that, that that we do by evaluating them on a regular basis, and so that got me to thinking about uh, the prayer of examine, and uh, I went to uh, to 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 a, a Jesuit high school, uh, you know Jesuit. The, the the Jesuit tradition uh, being uh, a, a particular tradition of the Catholic Church, and I'm not going to explain it uh, right now because I, I don't want to uh, give a, a crude explanation and botch it. I'll, I'll do it when I finish, Candice. And, um, and yeah, so I, I don't want to botch it, but but it, it, it's 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 definitely a, a part of the Catholic Church, and and um, the 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 Jesuit tradition is uh, something that's very um, uh, it emphasizes uh, education and it emphasizes, um, um, you know, personal reflection and, and it emphasizes, um, you know, it j- just emphasizes um, uh, I would also I, I, I would I would almost venture to say that it emphasizes kind of. The, the, the business principle of, of, of continuous improvement and continuous improvement from the standpoint of, you know, uh, always being mindful of, of who you are and how you're showing up in the world and 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 of um, and of what you're doing. And uh, in, in, in that way, uh, the prayer of the examine, uh, something that was um, popularized or something that was, uh, you know, brought into consciousness uh, by uh, St. Saint, Saint Ignatius, I believe. Uh, this was definitely a spiritual practice uh, uh, and a tool that he used, and um, and and I am I'm actually uh, th- these words I'm about to say these are words that I actually um, pulled off the, um, the 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 website off of um, the the Fuller Theological uh, Seminary. They have a, 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 a their their digital hub that um, we've talked about in other uh, in another podcast. Their digital hub is the uh, Fuller Studio, and so uh, on there. They have um, an app, which we'll talk about in a moment, but they have an app that uh, that um, that will lead you through uh, the prayer of examine. And, and so it it just quoting uh, the, the, the fuller theological seminary website, it says uh, the prayer of examine is a spiritual practice, renewing the day to retune to retune ourselves to the sacred in ordinary life usually lasting 15 to 20 minutes and done in the evening. Uh, The prayer prompts us to remember God's presence, express gratitude, reflect on the day, and prepare for the day to come. And so uh, there are five aspects of uh, the the prayer of examine. And so the first one is just ask God for light. 
Uh, stop, breathe deeply, and know that you are in God's presence. God has been with you since the very beginning of your day in every detail. As you prepare to look back on your day, ask the Holy Spirit to shine the light that that will clear your vision so that you might see what God wants you to see. Uh, give thanks. That's the second aspect. Every moment in your day is a gift from God. Be thankful for all of it, even the smallest things. A patch of blue sky, the music in your headphones, a smile from a stranger. Allow gratitude to draw you into the into the fullness of your life. The third aspect is uh, re review your day. Think back over your day, who you were with, where you were, what you did, however ordinary. Recall the sights, sounds, smells, conversations, thoughts, and feelings you experienced. What enlivened you? What discouraged you? Give your attention to those moments and offer them to God. Face your shortcomings. As you consider your day, reflect honestly on the moments you felt out of tune with God. Something you said, a missed opportunity, some way you wish you had acted differently. For, wh for what do you need forgiveness? Do you need to make right? Do you need to make things right with someone else? Look at your shortcomings and allow God to heal them. And then finally, uh, the fifth aspect is look toward the day to come. As you end your day, look to tomorrow. What are you looking forward to and what concerns you? Ask for God's help in the future to open your eyes, your ears and your heart to see where God is working. Remember that God will be present, will again be present tomorrow in all things large and small, guiding you toward the fullness in your life. And uh, and so these these five aspects that are part of this prayer, they, they, they they're meant to center us and meant to uh, to, to help us to uh, reflect on uh, the day to you know to, to remember the day to review it uh you know not for the purpose of um or, of being too hard on ourselves or or being overcritical but just remembering it for the purpose of just centering us and, uh, and and allowing us to to focus to continue to focus on what it is that we're supposed to be doing and uh and, and to focus on god's presence in it all because if we don't have god's presence in it then we won't be able to do it as well as we're supposed to do it and uh specifically um, at my high school again, which was a, a Jesuit high school, uh, this is uh, this is something that um, I believe it is. Um, I want to say there are eight, there are eight periods in the day, and I believe it is the sixth or seventh period out of the eight uh, where uh, somebody will come over the PA and lead uh, the entire school. Uh, in the prayer of examine, uh, looking at these uh, five aspects, and and it is definitely a, a great great thing, and um, and it is a tool actually that the Fuller uh, Theological Seminary has made into an app, and so if you uh, go to your app store, um, I, I believe uh, iOS and uh, the Google Play Store, if you go into your app store and uh, you look up prayer of examine, uh, then then you will find uh, you'll find this app, and uh, you'll be able to to download it. And, and the thing about the app is there's some um, some 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 video presentations there that are um, that are meant to uh, to help lead you through that. Um, 
through that uh, spiritual practice. And so uh, that is the tool that I wanted to share this week. And uh, I know I've uh, taken a little bit of time to explain this, but I, I think that it's something that uh, if you utilize in your life, I believe it'll help you uh, immensely. Uh, I, I just think we should all be uh, we should all be in the habit of uh, reviewing ourselves constantly and seeing how we can get better. Uh, again, not to be overly critical of ourselves, but just 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 being in uh, the mode of uh, embracing um uh, self-reflection, embracing uh, self-improvement, embracing uh, self-awareness. And uh, I believe that the prayer of examine uh, helps us to uh, do that. And so I pray that this, this is a tool uh, that will help you um, in your spiritual journey, your professional journey, um, your, 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 your physical journey, just your journey through life. I pray that this is something that will help you. Come on, y'all, let's get to the money. And now for our feature presentation. Episode number 27 of the podcast It's so great to be with you for another week. And uh, we're just going to jump right in. We're talking this week about five types of content that seminaries should be producing. Five types of content that seminaries should be producing. And again, my goal with uh, this podcast moving forward, at least for the rest of uh, 2019, is that I want to see us move in the direction of making church communications um, a, a course or an entire major of study in seminaries. I want to see this in uh, ATS accredited seminaries all over the world and uh, I just believe that I have a lot to share in the space and I want to see it happen. And uh, I think that I have some tools to to to, to help make it happen. And uh, I just want to share my knowledge because I want to see seminaries grow. I want to see the, the institutions that are tasked with uh, serving uh, and preparing uh, God's people for ministry, preparing God's people to serve. Uh, I, I want to serve that group and I want to help equip uh, those people to uh, do the work of attracting people to their institutions. So again, five types of content that seminaries should be uh, producing. Uh, the first one is uh, the community spotlight. So in, in, in every seminary community um, that comprises at minimum uh, current students, faculty, staff, and alumni, there's just so many stories that can be shared about all those different uh, entities, what those different entities, uh, those different members of the seminary community are doing, are doing at the present or uh, when, you know, what they're doing in their lives outside of the seminary or how the seminary has made a difference in their lives. And, and, and so any any institution 
uh, any institution's social media team should be collecting as many of these stories and as many of these testimonies uh, as possible. This is just it's it's really uh, easy content, I believe, to uh, to, to to put out there. Just uh, highlighting a student, highlighting a, a, a member of the faculty, uh, highlighting an alumni, and just uh, you know, talking with them very briefly. And th- these don't have to be any longer than a few minutes. A couple minutes uh, just about the difference that the seminary has made for them or, or just highlight, you know, what they're doing uh, presently, uh, you know, the, the kinds of things that they've done since they've, uh, you know, left the seminary or in, in the case of uh, faculty or current students, uh, the things that they are doing at the seminary in the present, uh, the, the kinds of things they're studying or the kinds of things they're researching and, and, and how those play into uh, everyday life, how those uh, play into uh, the kingdom of God uh, as a whole in ministry as a whole and so we can just collect all of those things and just and, 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 and just post them as generously all over social media as possible um, so that's that's the first type of content that seminary should be producing the second uh, type of content that seminary should be producing is is one that I've never really seen but I think that it, it would just go a long way I think it would play very well on social media and that's uh, behind the scenes content and specifically um, classroom content you know if you're in a classroom uh, I believe you should have the cameras rolling <laughs> and, and and yeah there's some things that are going to be shared uh, in class from time to time that you might not want publicized but there's enough there that uh, you know you might get into a heated conversation I, I can remember uh, being at a Ashland Theological Seminary when I was getting my uh, my Master of Divinity I, I, I know that there were uh, several classes uh, that I had from time to time where uh, there would be some some spirited uh, conversation and you know nothing nothing um you know angry or, or, or malicious in you in, in any way but but just some spirited conversations just some 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 really you know everybody has strong opinions about some things or 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 not even just spirited conversations but just deep conversations just talking about different things and 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 and, and some of the revelation that you're getting about uh, what it is that you're reading or, or or how it applies to ministry and and, and you know there's a lot of fodder there for 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 good social media content and you know if you keep the cameras rolling in in the classroom you you'll get uh 30 seconds you'll get 45 seconds you'll get uh 90 seconds of uh some content that i believe um will play well on social and it's something that you can post and get some engagement on um i i, I really think that that's something that um that that could really help uh paint a picture for a, a prospective student of what it's like to actually be uh at your school i don't think there's anything more powerful than than being able to see you know what it's like in a classroom being able to visualize yourself there or being able to, or if you're you know trying to enroll in an online program being able to visualize um you know yourself being a part of being an online part of that class or, or just being able to see what kind of uh, you know what kind of content you'll be able to take away from that particular class and so uh, behind the scenes uh, classroom that is the second type of content seminary should be producing uh, the third type is what I would like to call the president's uh, perspective the president's perspective 
And so uh, if you look at the many hats that a seminary president uh, is wearing from um, from, from, from day to day, from administrator to, uh, to, to, to fundraiser, to, uh, to, to, to speaker, to, uh, to, to, to researcher, because a lot of, uh, some presidents might still have some, you know, some, some, some academic pursuits that, that they, um, that they embark upon, uh, you know, maybe they don't get to do it at the level that they did it before because there are other administrative responsibilities, but, but, but maybe that's something they still, uh, get a chance to do from time to time. And, um, uh, some, uh, seminaries are still, or some, uh, seminary professors are still, um, they still teach courses, uh, a course or two, um, at the school at which they, uh, preside. And so, uh, all those many different hats that a, that a seminary president, uh, wears, uh, one that they should also wear is that of a content producer. And so he or she as the president, uh, I believe ought to have a blog, ought to have a vlog, ought to have a podcast or, or at least, uh, a, a, a bi-monthly or, or semi-monthly, uh, newsletter where, where he or she shares perspectives and, and, and advances thought leadership on issues of relevance in the Christian community and, 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 and doing this can, can raise the profile and the prophetic witness of, of not just, uh, that president, but as the seminary as a whole. And, and I think about about, um, I think about Dr. Albert Moeller, and I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast. I think uh, Dr. Albert Moeller with uh, Southern Seminary, he he has a, a, a daily blog, and and he has a uh, a podcast that he produces uh, based on that. He, he he is always putting out content. Uh, you know exactly where he stands on issues. He sets the tone for uh, the seminary that he provide uh, that he presides over. Uh, he sets the tone for um, you know for how they engage and for um for for what ministry uh looks like for them you know whether um you know whether you agree with uh with, with all of it or not you know where they stand and 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 and, and if if that is um the place that you want to be you know as a student then uh i believe that you know having that content uh, you know, really helps to 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 really shape uh, your 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 viewpoint about uh, that particular school and 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 about you know their place in ministry, and it might help you to make that decision to uh to to attend there. And, uh, and so I just think that that's something that uh, can definitely help when when your president is a content producer and and is committed to um, you know to 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 really putting something out there and to really making his or her voice heard, uh, not just for for his or her. her own well-being but uh for the overall again for the overall profile of the entire uh seminary so the president's perspective that is the third type of content the seminary should be producing the fourth type is uh campus life campus life and if you are uh if your seminary happens to be more of a commuter type school um, like uh, where I went for uh, my uh, doctor of ministry, uh, ecumenical theological seminary. Um, you know, the, 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 there's there's no real quote unquote campus. Uh, you know, yes, there is a building that uh, that we operate out of, but it, it's not a campus in in, in the vein of uh, you know any of the Ivy League uh, schools, of course, that that have uh, seminaries. It, it's not a campus like. Uh, like uh like midwestern baptist theological seminary that has a beautiful campus it's not like um 
it's not like uh, Payne Theological Seminary in 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 uh, in, in Ohio, uh, uh, an AME seminary um, that 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 has a campus. You know, it, it's not like uh, any of the other uh, it, it, uh, countless uh, institutions that have uh, campuses and, and a lot that don't. But uh, for those that have campuses, uh, you could uh, definitely produce uh, content about uh, campus life. Uh, so a, a prospective student should, uh, you know, not only get a taste of what it's like to take a class at that school, not only get that behind the scenes look from time to time, but they should also get a glimpse of what being a student on campus looks like. Uh, if, a, if a student is able to see him or herself, you know, at the school and, and, and interacting with other students and, and, you know, seeing what the atmosphere is like, that's something that can really help to, to, to sway that prospective student to, uh, to make a decision to, uh, to, to go there. And uh, again, if the seminary is more of a commuter school, then instead of a, a campus life, then the focus of, of this type of content could be, you know, less on campus life and more on like the programs and the projects that the seminary is taking place, uh, that the seminary is involved in, uh, in in its surrounding community so if, if the seminary has you know some kind of program that's going on at a at a local church or um, or, or members of the seminary community are uh, you know doing some kind of service project um, in the, the the community in which the school is, is located uh, you know they're, they're they're doing some work uh, you know out where they are then uh, th that's something that I believe can be highlighted uh, on social media just to give uh, prospective students a, a, a glimpse of, um, you know, what it means to be a part of the seminary community and and how they get to play a role in it and how they get to make a difference um, in uh, the life of the seminary and then the lives of other people uh, because of their involvement with the seminary. So, again, that's the fourth type of content seminary should be producing campus life or uh, or community involvement and finally the fifth and final way that a seminary well actually I shouldn't say final way because there are other ways but the, we're, we're just looking at uh, what I consider to be the top five uh, the fifth way that uh, the fifth type of content that a seminary should be producing is uh, current scholarship current scholarship what are uh, what kind of research are students doing? Uh, what kind of projects are they working on uh, uh, during their matriculation? What kinds of uh, research uh, projects um, are being embarked upon by uh, members of the faculty? What, what, what are members of the faculty researching? And uh, how is you know their emphasis or the research emphasis, how is their research emphasis um, benefiting the overall kingdom of God? Uh, how is it relevant to uh, everyday life? Is it relevant to everyday life? Uh, these are these are uh, things that to, to consider. And, and you know, uh, 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 and it's a very good way to advance thought leadership of the seminary. You know, if uh, prospective students and, and, and even potential donors are, are able to see, you know, what kind of work is uh, taking place at the seminary, you know, what kind of scholarship they're producing, they, they, they could be attracted to, uh, you know, difference making academic work. 
uh, that is taking place in the seminary community and and want to either you know be a part of that or, or, or want to give to that so it, so uh, being able to share that current scholarship is something that could go a long way toward uh, endearing uh, people to uh, your school and 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 you know getting people there who um, who are serious about uh, going somewhere in ministry and, and, and serious about you know being a part of the seminary community and so um, and, and one way that this is done and uh, this is something that we uh, discussed very briefly uh, a, a few episodes ago but I know that there are uh, journals I don't, I'm not sure if every school does this but I know several of them do um, the seminary will produce a uh, journal that uh, highlights the current scholarship that is uh, taking place uh, at the school and so uh, you know professors will uh, present uh, an, an article it may not be as it, it may not be the same article that they uh, have uh, submitted for peer review editing for for uh, inclusion into a publication or something like that but it it, it it, 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 there's a version of it that might find itself in some kind of um, some kind of uh, journal for uh, that particular school, and so it, it, it's always great to um, be able to read articles from people who are involved in in the seminary that you might find yourself wanting to uh, one day attend. So. Uh, with these uh, five pieces of content and others, I, I I believe that a seminary should never ever struggle to uh, find engaging content to, uh, to 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 share. So again, you have a community spotlight, uh, a behind the scenes uh, classroom look, uh, the president's perspective, uh, campus life or 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 uh, work in the community, and finally, current scholarship. And these are all the types of content that seminaries should be producing uh, in order to uh, foster growth uh, for the school or, or, or attract uh, prospective students uh, to the school so, so they can, um, can, can, can do uh, greater work uh, through the seminary and, 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 and make a greater impact uh, for the body of Christ. And so... Prayerfully, somebody, anybody listening to this uh, who is a part uh, of uh, seminary leadership, this is something that you can look at and, and or listen to and, and, and implement and be blessed by. And, or if you're listening to this and, and uh, you're in seminary right now yourself or you know somebody who, who is or you know somebody who um, you know, needs some, some marketing um, tactics, this is something that you can share um, with them as well. And I pray that this is something that will um, that will bless you richly and uh, equip you to uh, do greater work for uh, the institution of uh, pre- preparing God's people for ministry. Before we go. I want to leave you with a few moments of inspiration. All right, so let's get out of here on a quick note. So uh, over the weekend, 
my Michigan Wolverines, uh, the number 19 team in the country, uh, beat the number eight ranked uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish 45 to 14. It was just a just a monster win uh, for the program. It, it was definitely a, a big win that uh, that Jim Harbaugh had really not been able to uh, to accomplish uh, in his tenure for the most part. Uh, in uh, his five years with uh, the program, and so it was, it was, it was definitely a, a great win, and uh, a, a win that, uh, for a lot of people, <laughs> uh, for a, a lot of supporters, uh, I think it's it, it's good enough to, uh, you know, justify that he continues to lead the program. Now, I have been very vocal about the fact that. Uh, I think it's uh, time for uh, Jim Harbaugh to move on. He was he was brought to to Michigan to uh, to win championships or at least to be uh, competing for championships. And you know, five years in, I don't believe we're any closer to uh, winning a championship than uh, than he was uh, than 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 we were uh, when he uh, first arrived. And uh, <laughs> yeah, even though you know the team is winning more games now than than uh, he. Than, than, than it was when when he uh, got to Ann Arbor. Uh, definitely, when you're looking at uh, being positioned to win championships, I don't believe the program um, has uh, has you know put itself in uh, position to do that. Uh, definitely not uh, any closer to uh, beating Ohio State. Uh, you know, five years in than uh, we were before but uh, a lot of people think that uh, that just this win just this win uh, versus uh, Notre Dame is enough to uh, just con- con- to justify uh, that he uh, can continue to uh, lead the program I-, I-, I saw a lot of people on Twitter after the game saying uh, you know look at this is this enough for you people who who want him out is this is this enough for you people you know you know one win uh, over a, a top 10 team one win uh, and yes it was a big win but but it, it, it's it's one win you know one game and uh, you know as much as I enjoyed the game and as much as I enjoyed um, you know being able to, uh, to, to 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 witness that and 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 being able to feel good about the team that I've been supporting all my life you know and and uh, the university that uh, even though I did not attend that I, I love and has been very close to my heart for for all of my life and 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 I'll talk more about that at another time but um but yeah you know even though you know that that was enjoyable and even though it was dominant and even though it was a top 10 win um you know there's still work to do you know i i don't think all is right yet i don't necessarily i don't it'll remain to be seen what happens the rest of the season if the ship has been righted and we just don't know yet but a lot of people uh think that uh you know just this win right here proves that the ship has been righted and that uh everything is fine in ann arbor and i say all that to say this when somebody supports you, it doesn't take much for them to give you the benefit of the doubt. But when, when when somebody does not support you, when somebody is not on your team, there is nothing that you're going to be able to do to impress them. There's nothing that you're going to be able to do for them to give you the benefit of the doubt. Uh, 
you know, because so many people uh, love Michigan football and love the University of Michigan and love Jim Harbaugh, uh, all he had to do was get one win and, uh, and, 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 and all was right with the world again. And, and, um, and, and but for, uh, for those who are still skeptical, uh, no, this, this one win is not going to be enough. But, uh, and, and that's kind of the same way we have to look at it when we look at, you know, who we want around us, who we want, uh, you know, who we want in our personal space or who we want to be in our inner circle. You want people in your inner circle who uh, will not only not be afraid to give you the kind of feedback that you need uh, to hear, not necessarily what you want to hear. Uh, at the same time, they will also um, not be afraid to uh, gas you up when you need to be gassed up. Uh, there, you know, there's a time and a place for everything, as we see in Ephesians. It's, it's a time to be gassed up, and and and, and it's a time to, um, you know, to be taken to task on some things. And it's a time for somebody to be honest with you at times, and it's a time for 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 people to cheer you on. And and, and you have to have people who are in your corner who will give you the benefit of the doubt. You can't have people who. Uh, who you know you'll you'll never be able to to please them you'll never be able to do enough for them you know you want people who uh you know not yes men or yes women in your life but you you need people who are going to be on your team uh no matter what even through the good times and through the bad times and 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 you want people that uh you know, it's not going to take you doing much for 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 you to be on their good side. And so um, I, and I know that I've said this before. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast. I know I've said it uh, on Twitter recently. And and, I, and 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 I know this is something that I've been trying to live by for um, for, for for this year, something I've been intentional about in 2019. You have to uh, curate the kind of environment you want. You have to curate uh, the kind of friends that you want in your life. And, and, and the kind of atmosphere that you, that you want around you, the kind of people that you want speaking over you and the kind of words that you want being spoken over you. You have to curate that and you have to be relentless about that. And you just need people who are going to be on your team no matter what and people who are going to give you uh, the benefit of the doubt because we all mess up from time to time. But w when we know that we have... Uh, people who are on our team who are going to support us who are going to pick us up in our weakest moments then we can get through anything and so i just pray that uh, you will uh, that you have people like that in your life already or that you will find people like that because life is so much better when you have people on your team thank you for listening to your digital pastor until next time, be encouraged and be empowered.